Hey, Sarasota, it's Bob. So it's been a wonderful grind over the past 18 months. We've had some fabulous guests. We've produced over 150 episodes. and We've had over 10,000 listens from you wonderful folks in the greater Sarasota area. It's been a lot of fun, but also it's been a lot of work. And so we've decided to take a little bit of a break until this fall. When you check out other podcasts, you're going to see that most put out a new episode only once a week. We put out two, so of course that means there's twice the work. A lot of show notes, scheduling, guests, editing, etc., etc., etc. So we've decided to take a little break for the rest of the summer and we will resume this fall. And we'll let you know. But before I sign off, can you do me a little favor? Reach out to us via Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Drop us a little note. I'd like to know more about what you want to hear when we resume in the next couple of weeks. That'd be a big help because without you, dear listener, we would not exist. As always, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful summer, and we'll be back soon where you can listen, learn, and connect. Good morning, Sarasota. This is episode 45. Hello, Sarasota. This is Bob. Wow, I cannot believe how far we've come since launching in February. Our 50th episode is right around the corner, and it's going to be special. I'm not going to give it away just yet, but my guest is a certified celebrity. Yes, he's been in movies and featured in many media outlets, plus he recently got back from the Cannes Film Festival in France. However, he's known for something much, much more significant. He actually helped change the entire world of money and finance all before the age of 30, and he lives right here in Sarasota. If you're curious, then tune in on July 16th for a very special episode of Sarasota Stories. And now on to today's show. It never ceases to amaze me the creativity of some people bent upon solving a big problem. And one very big problem in this country today is how do you help seniors dealing with significant memory issues improve their quality of life? while giving caregivers a break from the daily grind of providing that care. Hi, I'm Bob Williams, and I believe if you truly want to better understand your community, to build personal, professional, and even lifelong relationships, then a willingness to hear each other's stories is an absolute must. That's why I created the Sarasota Stories podcast. It's a podcast dedicated to helping you get connected a little deeper with those living in this wonderful community we call home. In each episode, I interview business leaders and civic leaders, artists and authors, entrepreneurs, physicians, philanthropists, and others who are making a positive impact in the greater Sarasota area. My guest today is Michael Finn of Town Square. Town Square is an incredibly innovative adult daycare facility that has to be seen, and of course heard, to be believed. In this episode, Michael will share one surprising thing that most people don't know about him, what Town Square is, what it does, and how it got started, why Michael decided to invest in such a facility, who typically uses a Town Square program, why it is so cost-effective, the toughest part of running such a facility, what Michael is most proud of in helping memory-impaired clients, and much, much more. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is my hope that you will listen, that you will learn, but most importantly, that you will connect. Michael Finn, owner of Town Square Sarasota Adult Daycare. Welcome to the Sarasota Stories podcast. Thank you so much. Michael, it's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, it's, it's interesting. We were talking a little bit before, the, before I hit record, and 
when I came across the town square concept as an adult daycare center, I thought it was the coolest thing. And so that's really why I wanted to reach out and bring you on to the, on the podcast that you could share what this is and, and how it works and whatnot. But before I get into that, let me ask you, is there one thing that most people don't know about you? <laughs> uh, yeah, so so I would say for the folks of Sarasota that that know me as the the owner of this new business, I think they would be surprised to hear that in 1996 I started my uh, television business career at MTV Networks in Times Square and worked for 11 years at VH1. Right as uh, VH1 was taking off and got to work on some on some launching of some TV networks like VH1 Classic and VH1 Soul. And uh, uh, I spent 20 years in the television advertising business. And that's uh, not your normal transition to, uh, wow. to, to senior care. Um, and uh, I try not to talk about it too much, but uh, but, but that's, <laughs> that's kind of where I spent the majority of my adult life. Hey, rockers, rockers get old too. They make it through the rocking years, right? Well, it's, you know, it's very funny that uh, – uh, I worked on VH1 Classic for a long time, and a lot of people asked me about the 50s theme of our place, which we'll talk about more in a minute. And they say, well, you know, when we all get old, is it going to be 80s themed? And I'm going to call up some of the rockers from back in the day and get them oh, to come that's perform. Funny. That is funny. Wow, you are a long way from MTV and VH1. You really are. Well, that's that is that's incredible. Well, my goodness. So um, tell us about Town Square because the name itself, unless you know a little bit of the background, doesn't really reveal what it is. And uh, I'm really fascinated by it. So tell us what Town Square is. Yeah, so Town Square is is a franchise concept. Um, it is we've, we've, we opened the one in Sarasota about four months ago. It is a ours is 12,000 square feet and it's a senior daycare center. But it's it's unique in that when you enter the center, uh, it looks like a 1950s Main Street on the inside. So it's yep. high ceiling, huge place with a, a park in the middle with fake grass and railings and and people playing cornhole and putting greens and a, a 57 Thunderbird convertible and, a, and an old gas pump surrounded by 10 storefronts from a diner that holds 50 people, a theater that holds 30 to a health club, a library, a city hall, uh, art studios, and a game room with pool tables and skee ball and all sorts of things. So it's this incredibly fun, engaging environment that's very unique um, in as to what people might think a senior daycare center would be like. But it also is secure and has a full-time nurse and, and has dementia um, trained professionals throughout. Yep. We provide great care for people in a really fun environment. And um, it's making a big impact on families that need it here in Sarasota. Well, I'm on the website right now and I'm looking at some of the different areas you have set up, such as Chumley's Garage, Dottie's Garden Shop. Uh, you have Little Blue House. You have Starlight Theater and what is so cool about this uh, is, again, it does take you back to the 50s, 60s there. And uh, this is very cool. What, so, so, but why? I mean, why do this f for adults with, that, that may be dealing with dementia or, or, or memory problems? 
Yeah, so the so the concept started with an Alzheimer's researcher and his wife out in Chula Vista, California. Yeah, guy named Dr. Glenner. Dr. Glenner and his wife created this concept out there, and they did it for the families. Right? They knew that taking care of someone at home or your loved one at home that may have Alzheimer's or dementia can be a pretty overwhelming task at times, and you need some help. And having the ability to drop your loved one in a really safe, fun, loving environment, Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 4.30, was just a real benefit to these families and gave them peace of mind. It gave them a break. It gave them respite. It gave them the ability to manage their life again. Um, you know, so it's a, it's, it was a really neat concept. So when, uh, so there was a businessman that owned a company called Senior Helpers, saw the concept out there and said, man, with the aging of the population in this country yes. and as unprepared as this country is to take care of all those baby boomers that are about to hit 80, um, this should be franchised and be in every major city in the country. So they did that. And it was pitched to me about three years ago. And um, I was looking at a number of other business opportunities. But as soon as I, I saw the pitch, something about it resonated with me. And, and I'll tell you the reason why is my mom was a musician and she always used to tell me when she used to sing yearly at, at nursing homes with folks with Alzheimer's. And she would, I remember her telling me that these people might not know quite where they were, might not, might not know exactly what's going on, but when they heard old songs, they knew every word to the song. Yes. And yes. so when this got pitched to me as reminiscence therapy, I'm like, oh, I kind of understand that concept. So this this was built to kind of spark memories for people that were older. And it really just turned out to be a really incredibly fun theme to build a center around. I think you'll appreciate the fact that some of our guests and members are in their early 60s, which um, which is tough to see sometimes. So they don't really have a connection to the 50s, right? They're too young. So we end up playing a lot of 80s and 70s music in there for people as well. But the the 50s themes just turned out to be a fun theme to build around. It's a beautiful car. Uh, the imagery is cool. Elvis posters on the walls and things like that. Yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. I'm 62. And so I run around, obviously, in, in, in a group who are either taking care of spouses or, in, you know, some cases are actually taking care of their parents, but a couple of friends have this very problem. And uh, for example, one fellow that I know, his wife, and she's advanced ages of dementia and whatnot. And we had a long discussion because I was curious about what that meant for the caregiver. And fortunately, I mean, he's, he's a pretty wealthy guy. So he has the means to provide the care, you know, for his wife and whatnot. But it was, Fascinating, not fascinating. It was, it was, it was. I guess it was fascinating, but it was, it was also kind of pulling my heartstrings. Really, the the drain that it puts on a caregiver. And so, until he was able to find, you know, the proper location and the help and all that sort of jazz, it was a really, really difficult time in his life. So, so talk about that if you would for a little bit. Yeah, and and listen, COVID and a pandemic for the past couple of years oh my. hurt those people significantly, right? You're you're you were already caring for a loved one, potentially a spouse in our area down here in Sarasota. And now all of a sudden you're isolated and it's become even, even more difficult. So, so 
building this place and realizing we can be part of the solution for these families to let them try and get their life back a little bit and just get them some help is is um, is really need to be part of a solution and 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 having an impact on these families. You know, I think building what we've built. So I will say that most families, their choices were always bring home home uh, private duty nursing into the home to try and help, right? Or you're going to uh, an assisted living community and dropping yeah. them off, and they're they're moving there, right? This yes. is kind of filling that mid range, right? You're 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 another right. resource where you can allow your loved one to still age in place at home, which is kind of the name of the game. But now you got not just help. You know, when you bring private duty nursing into the home, that's really important for a lot of families. But you miss out on the engagement and the socialization because you're still in your living room. You know, when people drop off at town square and they walk, I mean, the first time these folks with Alzheimer's or dementia walk into our place and open the door and that 57 Thunderbird convertible sitting there and, and all the oh sitting there, they all gasp and smile. And, and it's, it's really wonderful to kind of see the reactions on people's faces as they walk in and then, oh, by the way, understand that there's lots of programming all day and there's people that care and there's, there's, you know, it, 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 it's really neat to be part of a, a solution. And we hope to build a couple more of these heading south towards Naples. And there's one being built on university in Bradenton um, with some people that we know. So there's going to be a number of these in the area. That's very cool. And I can't remember the documentary that I saw, but in this one particular episode, it showed a gal who was a former ballerina and she's pretty advanced in her stages of, of Alzheimer's and whatnot. And I mean, she could, could converse and kind of start and stop in sentences and whatnot. But when they started playing the music that she used to dance to, the change in her, her, her countenance, the change in her face was just incredible. I mean, she lit up and she started to, and she couldn't get out of her chair, but she starts moving around in her chair. So there's, it, it's interesting that there's something in your mind, there's something in the brain there. It triggers something and really, it, it just, it, it just kind of lights up that, that, that end of the neurons. I, I think that's really, really cool. There's a, there's a 60 minutes episode that was out in the past year. Um, that could be it. That's about, well, no, this one's about, yeah. So I've seen the one you're talking about. This one is about Tony Bennett. Right. Tony Bennett has very advanced Alzheimer's. Uh, uh. And um, there's a, a 60 Minutes episode that came out just a couple months back um, that showed him prepping for his last performance, his last public performance to be at a sold out Carnegie Hall. And they showed him prepping in his apartment uh, in New York City. And he really is advanced. He doesn't quite know where he is, doesn't know right. what's going on. He's looking at, photo albums of Frank Sinatra and all these things. He, yeah. doesn't, know, he doesn't know who these people are. Um, but then his, 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 um, his pianist walked into the apartment and started playing his music. And as soon as his music started, he walked over to the piano and started singing every word. And that, that episode culminates with him on stage at Carnegie hall and backstage. He doesn't quite know what's going on. And he walks out onto that Carnegie stage puts his arm up in the air in front of thousands of people and says, Oh my, it says I'm here. And he knocks out like an hour and a half performance. I mean, it's, oh my. it's mind blowing. I'm And I'm sure it's just, I'm, I'm sure there's not a dry eye in the entire auditorium there. Yeah. It's, uh, 
And so there's something really powerful about that. Music's a piece of what we do there. Music's always playing over the sound systems. There's a lot of karaoke. There's a lot of dancing. Um, so we, we try and tap into all that. Well, so, so the, the, really the benefits that you're providing, the value add that you're providing is not only to someone who has memory issues, right, where they can connect with the past that is maybe more ingrained in that part of their brain, which is more accessible to them, but you're really providing a period of time where a caregiver can get a break. Yeah. You know, in, in, uh, in Florida is different than a lot of the country, right? Because down here you have a lot of uh, couples that have retired to Florida and left right. and left the families up North. Right. So they don't have those support systems. So, you know, 75% of what we're doing is you, is it's a couple and you have, a husband caring for his wife and he just needs, he needs the help and he really does. And for them to realize that they can drop someone every day, they know they're going to have a blast. They know they're going to come home with a smile on their face and Oh, by the way, they're probably going to come home really worn out and tired and they're going to sleep better at night. You know, it really has some really neat impacts on these families that they're incredibly grateful for. Um, I get, um, you know, I think people tease me a little bit cause I like hanging out up at the front desk because you get to see the families in the morning and then in the evening when they get, when they're picking them up and to chat with them and kind of understand how, how impactful this is, is, uh, is just, it's really, it's really cool. And it's selfishly, it makes me feel very good about what we've chosen. Well, and, you, and rightfully so, rightfully so. I mean, to see somebody kind of recapture for a few moments, their, their youth, if they if you will. Bring back some of those wonderful memories. One thing I will say is, and I think this is an important piece, is um, we see quite a broad range of people that are coming to our place. So we see um, we see people that are definitely very far advanced in in their journey um, with dementia, um, and they may have Lewy body or some um, or, or Alzheimer's and and or even Parkinson's and be fairly far along. And we really can handle those people really well. Um, but they might not engage a lot during the day, but they sure like being there. And, 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 and then we have a lot of folks that really are just maybe have a little bit of mild cognitive impairment right? Not, or not much at all. And they're just, their family wants to be sure that they're engaged. They're having fun. They're not watching their TV and they got stuff going during the day. So we group those people during the membership process. We kind of create, um, uh, you know, kind of a number system for people. So when yeah. they do come that they're grouped appropriately. So high functioning people are hanging yep. out with their, with their group all day and low functioning people. We can, we can spend the time with them, but their experience doesn't need to be interfered with by that other group necessarily, because we have this huge place to, to, to entertain them all day. Right. And then all your staff are trained in this specific in this specific modality, correct? They are. They yeah. are. The woman that runs our place is named Jill Grinnell. She's a 25-year management veteran of Brookdale Memory Care community yep. all around Florida. I know Brookdale well. She's a pro. She she uh she can step in when folks uh, you know, um somebody might be might be having a, a tough time, she can step in, but we have other folks there, you know, we have a head of programming named Sherry Derry, who's been doing this for 15 years, and she creates all these kind of schedules throughout the day. We kind of move them room to room every hour, almost like they're in school again. 
So they'll do an hour in the library and do some things there and, you know, maybe word exercises. And then they're off to the theater to do movie trivia. And then they're in the game room and the men are playing pool and, and maybe there's some ski ball going on, you know, so they like that there's something different every day. They're not just coming and playing bingo for a few hours. You know, and I find that fascinating because on the other hand, and again, this is one particular case I referenced earlier was um, my, my friend's wife. She would get frustrated if things were not the same or if there wasn't kind of like the routine and whatnot. But you you don't run into that then. I mean, because it's I guess you're 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 you know, you're you're going back to a period of time that they, they remember and. Well, listen, the 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 only thing consistent doing what we're doing is the inconsistency of of, of each of these uh, people. You know, so yeah, we yeah. definitely do have uh, our handful of people that do want uh, consistency and that's what makes them comfortable. But but we can adjust. We got a lot of staff. We got a big place. You know, we have someone that wants to do they want to make sure they exercise and they do want to play bingo every single time they come. Well, we, cool. we know when they're coming, they're, they're on the schedule and we make sure that that happens that afternoon for them. And, uh, um, you know, other than that, a lot of the people that are more mildly cognitively impaired, they, right. they like, um, something different every day. And, uh, um, you know, their, their reason for being out of the house is, is to get some, uh, get something different going on and, and, and we can give that to them. So, so obviously my question is, is how much money could I win to win at bingo? Cause I might want to come. <laughs> they, <laughs> they do, they do win some nice little prizes. Looks <laughs> very happy, but uh, it, it's, it, it, it's, it's neat. It really is. We didn't talk about what it costs. I mean, just so you know, kind of the impact for these families, the, sure. the they're, they're paying $135 a day to yep. come. So I think the first time I heard that, I'm like, oh, that kind of seems like a lot of money. And then you kind of realize that that's about 16 bucks an hour. So I think for these families that realize that they can get wow. they can get their loved one that has potentially some fairly significant dementia cared for for eight hours at 16 bucks an hour, wow. they they a lot of them will say, oh, my God, that's cheap. You know, so uh, it's it's all perspective. Right. But I think yeah. a lot of them know that private duty nursing could cost them 30, 35 bucks an hour. So yeah. This is, um, that's fascinating because you, because in today's world, you got to pay pizza delivery drivers more than that. Yeah. Yeah. But so this is, you know, I think this is the future yeah. of taking care of this baby boomer generation. That's about to hit 80 years old in the next couple of years. You need these group care models, just not these one-on-one care models, yep. these group care models. We can care for, um, you know, six, seven, eight people in a group, um, and the math works. And, um, and while, uh, an assisted living community might be five, 6,000 a month for families right. that needed to go there, this can be more like, you know, half that, maybe less than half that. So, yep. uh, hopefully it just keeps people at home longer in the end of so, the month. So h- how many people will you actually have in the center at any one time? So, uh, so there's a state board called ACA, state organization called ACA that that approved us for 120 a day, which which we feel is just too many. Uh, I, I would love to have it be about 75 a day. That kind of mm-hmm. lets you move nice groups of eight or nine people around all day long. Um, I think we can get 75, 80 people a day in and out uh, in the morning, in the afternoon uh, pretty easily. And that's a business model that we invested in 
with kind of our savings because it's a business that they're trying to get private investors to invest money, right? like myself, because uh, because you want to be able to support. I want to be able to support my family, but I really want to be able to help the community at the same time and have impact on families, which which we think we're able to do here. So it's um, it's neat. the The history of adult daycare is pretty much nonprofits. So yes. three hundred daycares in the state of Florida. They're almost all nonprofits that are funded by Medicaid that go more towards people that um, um, don't have the financial resource and, and are, are, so it's more Medicaid driven. This is more of a private pay model. Yeah. So, so what, so and this facility has been open for how long now? Uh, only four months. Oh, okay. So you're, yeah. So you're brand new, but you still learned a lot. What's, so what's kind of surprised you at this point of the journey? Listen, everything's a surprise for the guy that spent the last 20 years in the TV business. So it's, it's all a learning experience for me. I, I think um, seeing the impact that we're having on these families is by far the most um, gratifying yeah. piece and the most heartwarming piece. Mm. Um, so here's something really. So this is this is almost universal. The first time the family will come with their loved one, they will say, Hey, it seems really cool, but my dad, he naps all afternoon. He's not going to engage. He's really quiet. He's probably just going to want to read a book. And then at the end of the first day, we will have shot video on, on phone and we'll show the family at the end of the day, a video of that person up singing karaoke and telling jokes in front of people doing the hokey pokey and and everything. And they'll, you know, and, and they'll universally say, Oh my God, my dad hasn't done that in five years or, or whatever it is because these families have become so used to seeing their loved one in their living room. And the interaction is with the television and they're napping and uh, it's just such a different interaction um, you know, it's interesting. It's almost like kids daycare, right? For the first week of kids daycare, you worry about your kid. You're not sure how they're going to do, right. you're not sure how they're going to interact. And then, um, after the first week, you're like, oh my God, this is, this is fantastic. And you start kicking them out of the car at the curb. You know, it's, it, it they just got to kind of get in and get comfortable and find their way. And then it, it, it really gets a lot easier. That sounds really, really cool. How typically how long will someone I don't know if you call it a program or whatnot, but how long will somebody stay with you? I know you've been on this four months, but I mean, it, it, are, I mean, is 50 percent of your current clients been with you the whole four months or? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so here and here's here's a key piece of the puzzle. Most of the families will sign up for either two days a week or three days a week at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. So they'll either be Tuesday, Thursday people yep. or Monday, Wednesday, Friday people. And then we have four, five, six people that are already at five days a week. And those ones at five days a week, yes, they're probably lower functioning, but they really love coming every day. I mean, the, the interesting thing about, about what we're doing is you kind of have to resell them every day, right? If you take somebody to an assisted living and drop them off, you only do that once. They're there. They live there now. This if these people went home at the end of the day and say, oh, my God, this is terrible. I don't want to go back there. They're probably not going to come back. So you you're kind of reselling these people every day. And uh, which is just mean means you're providing them great care and service and, and right. you're paying a lot of attention to them and and all this. So um, 
I think it will be a really learning experience to realize how long somebody can stay with you. We, we know there's some people that are fairly advanced that we might only have them for six, eight, 12 months. Yeah. Um, there's some other people here that are in their 60s that just like coming here because they know their their impairment has kind of left them feeling a bit awkward out in society and they love kind yeah. of being somewhere where they're not judged every day. So somebody like that could be with us for five years. I, I don't I don't really know. We'll learn along the way. So are you Monday through Friday, nine to five? What, what, yep. what does that look like? Yeah, Monday through Friday, 830 to 430. And um, and that's really it. I, so one thing I forgot to say is that um, a month ago, we got our VA contract. So the Veterans Administration cool. will now pay full fee for veterans to come, which is really unbelievable. So my, I've spent my last two weeks out at at the VA on B Ridge, at um, at VFWs, at the American Legion, uh, at every veterans organization I can get to, telling them this and showing them videos and pictures of what's going on. And I think universally, the VA people are like, holy crap, your place is amazing looking. That's really cool that we can send all our veterans there that are struggling with this kind of stuff. Um, and I think the VA might see it as, hey, this is 16 bucks an hour. This is cheaper than some other things that that we might normally do with folks that are struggling cognitively like this. So is there anything else out there like this? I mean, because it just seems so I mean, first off, it seems so incredibly creative and, be- and beautifully thought through. Um, I just didn't know whether, you know, I don't know if there's a bunch of these out there or. No, I think it's I think yeah. it's pretty unique. I think it's gonna have I don't think there's a lot of barriers to entry other than making investments and, and coming up yeah. with a, a, a cool concept, but th- there will be followers to this, I'm sure. But they really haven't uh, daycare to date has been pretty much nonprofits and they you know they it's hard for them to you can't invest millions of dollars in the build out like we did, right? It just uh you know, if you look at the pictures of what we did, it's it's a significant investment. You can't do that necessarily with a nonprofit. So I think in that piece, it's fairly unique. Right. And, and oh, we we also have a really advanced team that can handle some pretty advanced cases. So, you know, the case managers at SMH and and Encompass and some of these places see us as as like a, a meaningful piece of the the puzzle for these families that uh, that 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 need it, which is cool. Right. Right. So what's the, what's the longer term plan then from a business perspective? I mean, what, 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 you, where do you hope to take uh, town square? Yeah. So when we made the investment, we made it with the expectation that we would build three of these uh, at least from Sarasota heading South yeah. um, uh, all the way down to Naples. Ultimately we could build six or seven of these if we wanted to, if we, if we, if we had the right funding, we could do that. Um, I would love to build one in Venice. Yeah. The nice thing about building in Venice is Venice is is close enough, but it's not too close. And but the hospitals and the doctors and all those things are pretty much the same, so you don't have to kind of re- go remarket yourself, right? But if mm. if we go to if we go to Fort Myers, kind of have to start over again, right? I got to go, I got to go hit all the hit all the hospitals, hit all the doctors again, and let them know what we're doing and educate from scratch, but. Yeah, I mean, we we believe in this thing, and and uh, we we would love to build a bunch more. You'll you'll find this interesting. Um, about a month ago, we got a call that the head of the Elder Affairs Department of Elder Affairs in Tallahassee 
heard what we were doing and flew down with her team and walked in to our place and said that they were on a, a mission to kind of see some of the best in class places for senior care around the, around the state of Florida. And they were just blown away by what they saw when they walked in. And as you can imagine, an organization like that who's trying to see the bigger picture, they're just, they, they immediately called the CEO of the franchise and said, Hey, we got to figure out how to get a whole bunch of these built in the state of Florida. These should be everywhere. Yep. Because, you know, the gray tsunami is coming and, and they're going to need places to go. And, uh, so I think the state is thinking about how they can embrace this model. Um, but it's, it's something that hasn't existed before. So I think it takes some strategic thinking on their part. Yeah, I, w- I would think so. I'm on the tail end of the boomers. Um, but I mean, I've heard for, for years, probably a decade or more that, you know, 10,000 are retiring every day. And so then after that, of course, you know, you, you get beyond that and you're going to be look for be looking for services that can help you with your physical, mental abilities. Whatnot. So I could see in particularly Florida, Florida is what, second or third most populous uh, state now in the nation. I think it's third. You passed up New York. But um, I could just see, you know, as you say, you know, the, the gray wave is coming. And to provide these types of alternative and really creative options, because the, the other models out there are incredibly expensive. And uh, I'm just trying to think back to an interview I listened on Forbes magazine where there was a doctor, maybe the same guy who, who did this. I, don't, I can't remember. But he's just talking about how, you know, the cost of this can really cripple, you know, the economy. And so you guys are providing an alternative that uh, really hits a couple of different very critical things, which is, again, allowing caregivers some time to, you know, throughout the week, you know, to offload that burden. And it is a burden. And then also, of course, being able to give this wonderful uh, stimulation to somebody who really, really needs it. I, th- I think this is very cool. Yeah, it's, uh, listen, I think a state like Florida could probably have, uh, you know, 40 of these things around the state yeah. easily. You know, I'm sure yeah, in yeah. places like Miami and Tampa and Fort Lauderdale, you could you could have a handful of these places just in those cities. So um, there's, there's, there's a lot of need for sure. Well, that's fascinating. Well, Michael, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, I think what you're doing is, as I've already said, is really, really cool. I'd love to hear from you about a year from now and see, you know, you add another 12 months and see what you're finding out, uh, particularly if you have some of these other you know, government agencies that are knocking on your door and saying, hey, tell us more about what you're doing. I think that's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully we'll 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 announce the the pending opening of number two at that point cool. in a year. That's great. That's great. Hey, if somebody wants to reach out to you, how do they find you? Um, yeah. So, uh, so email to me is mfin at townsquare.net. Okay. Um, the number for the center directly 941-336-5061. Um, people come for tours every day. We'd love to show people around that have interest. That's great. And uh, your website is townsquare.net. You go to the Sarasota location and you can find out more there. Uh, again, Michael, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. And, I, and to my listeners, thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate the time. You betcha. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for stopping by. I sure hope you enjoy listening to our interviews as much as we do providing them. If so, would you do me a little favor? Go to sarasotastories.co and enter in your email. That way you'll get notifications of all upcoming episodes. Also, you can find us on Instagram, 
Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember, no matter where you go, to listen, learn, and connect. <music>